Welcome to the Always On Podcast. I am your host, Duncan McPherson. And on this podcast, our objective is to enable our audience, which are very high quality, high caliber, fee-for-service professionals, to continually work on their business and on themselves, personally and professionally. On today's podcast, I had a very in-depth conversation with Craig Kirkpatrick. Craig is the head of ACT-3, which is a coaching firm to assist financial professionals in adopting and deploying AI within their business. Uh, We talked about a lot of different use cases. Craig is doing a webinar in the latter part of January. We talk about that, where he's going to get into a little bit more detail. There are all kinds of resources. I encourage you to look for Craig Kirkpatrick with Act 3 on LinkedIn, an essential follow. If you like this podcast, please like and share it with your colleagues. And if you have any ideas or themes that you'd like us to discuss in this podcast down the road, just let us know. Thanks for listening. Well, the genie is out of the bottle when it comes to AI. In my six decades on Earth, I have never seen something emerge and be adopted so incredibly fast as I have with AI. Uh, It was put on my radar a little more than a year ago. A friend uh, asked me if I had seen ChatGPT. And as of today, it has now exceeded over 100 million users around the world. Uh, Since then, I've gotten to know a little bit about uh, OpenAI, the firm, some drama with Sam Altman and the board. I've seen uh, Google start to release Gemini, and it's hard to believe that Google has not closed the gap yet, but it's, you know, I wouldn't count them out. But now, of course, Apple is talking about AI on their iPhones, Microsoft, of course, Twitter X with Grok. And then you start to think about SpaceX and Starlink, and it's, it's just incredible. Uh, I read today Anthropic is talking about raising uh, another $750 million through Menlo, which would place their valuation at over $18 billion. It's just an incredible velocity. But here's the bottom line. How does all of this impact a financial professional? The purpose of this conversation uh, with Craig Kirkpatrick and myself is to help you expand your thinking around how AI can serve you, not hurt you. You, my, my view, Craig, is that you cannot compete without it. Nothing stops this. And uh, so we're going to have a great conversation. Craig Kirkpatrick has a very long history in the financial services space. Uh, today, he is a serious student of all things artificial intelligence His firm is Act3. He provides a consulting service to financial professionals to assist with deployment. We'll talk about that a little later on. But uh, Craig, first of all, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, great, Duncan. Glad to be here and uh, talk about this really interesting topic. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, when you and I first met, we talked about how, among other things, AI can give a financial professional the gift of time and put five hours of time back into their hourglass. But it goes so much further beyond that. I mean, AI, artificial intelligence, will serve you. But the one thing it will never have is emotional intelligence. And as the commoditization of the business continues, it just creates this massive opportunity for the enlightened professional to deepen their bedside manner and their fee worthiness and the overall value they bring to their clients and their strategic partners and their team members. So what we're going to do here today is Craig is going to outline six profound use cases, and hopefully we can touch on them. If we can't, the best thing about this is that on January 23rd, everybody make a note, Craig is going to do a deep dive webinar with Chris Jepson at First Trust. I've seen a variation of this presentation, and what I love about it is you don't talk about talking about it. You actually, in your presentation, in real time, show someone how to access and use AI in a meaningful way. So why don't we uh, kick this off? Uh, so again, your webinar, January 23rd. Uh, I'll also mention that Kevin Bishop and I are working on a deeper dive backend supplement to that. I'll get into that a little bit later on. There's some other content that we have available. But Craig, why don't we, why don't we kick it yeah, off? Why don't you talk yeah. about you know, just high level, yep. how AI can serve a financial professional and then they start to uh, peel it back. Yeah, that's, yeah, great. Thanks, Duncan. Yeah, I think just at a high level perspective, all this is, is how can we leverage the power of these machines to make better decisions, right? And 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 I've been focused on use cases around using AI for advisors just to save time, increase their knowledge and help really with their connection. I think I saw a post from you, Duncan, the other day where you said tech is not here to replace the financial advisor, but, but elevate the experience. And so that's where my focus has been on uh, not really the technical aspects of artificial intelligence, but what are the five or six things I can do to, again, increase my knowledge and, and connect better with clients? Let, let me just say this about artificial intelligence. The best explanation I've heard is somebody called it, you know, we think about our own brains and how we digest information, but uh, someone described it as just think of AI as a digital brain inside large computers, right? And what these computers are, and AI is doing for us is extracting sort of knowledge and intelligence from everything that's been posted up to the internet, you know, again, to hopefully help us be a little wiser. And so it's been a really interesting uh, time. All of my focus has been on, you know, again, because I've worked with financial advisors for 30 plus years. I've helped explain complicated alternative investment strategies with them my entire, my entire uh, time. And so how can we take this complicated topic and really help an advisor, you know, again, save time really easily, right? You and I've shared a few of these use cases. So that's the, that's the thought around this. Well, I love that. And, uh, you know, uh, every time I go down the rabbit hole with AI, I start to think to myself, what does this look like in five years? Yeah. 
uh, I can only imagine. And so I'm not sure where our listeners are in terms of the adoption curve. I will say that as it is right now, in the meantime, depending on how it all builds out, it is phenomenal for accessing information and knowledge. But, you know, if you look down the road for a financial professional and his or her clients, some advisors are in a collision course of obsolescence because they're not adapting. Those who understand that this will liberate you to provide wisdom and that bedside manner, that emotional intelligence, that relationship management, that will become so profound because I've said it a thousand times, the more technology creeps into our lives, the more the human touch actually matters. Now, something that you really got me fixated on was having a very methodical approach to prompting AI to draw out the information you're looking for quickly. So do you mind getting into that? Yeah. And actually, let me touch on something you just said, because again, I've been coaching advisors on this topic. And I just want to share that. um, And in fact, I was talking to a tax lawyer the other day about how to use AI in the practice. And he said, well, I don't, I'm not interested in artificial intelligence. I can't understand it. And and I just stopped him mid-sentence and said, it's exactly opposite that. And so I want our listeners to really think about this. If you have life experience, you know, if you're in your 50s or 60s, you actually have an advantage using this technology because human judgment is always necessary. And so taking one's human judgment and business experience, wrapping around with the power of what these machines deliver, again, my experience is that again, the older you are, if you can just use this and we'll show, we'll talk about prompting in a second, you can, you have an advantage over the 20 and 30 year old folks who aren't, you know, are still new to the business. So let me also just say like, Duncan, you and I, we, we, the other thing I think like you and I, we grew up before computers, right? We, We navigated the change with computers. We navigated the change with the internet, right? And you know, our, you know, given our age, we've done all of that. Remember, you know, flip phones. Okay, if you wanted to text, you had to hit the number three, three times to text C, right? So so we've, we've navigated all of this and this AI use cases for advisors is gonna be, I think, easier than that in terms of the way we can extract information. So I just wanna put that perspective out because I've, I've been coaching a, a number of advisors and I'm just, you know, this is a lot of change that's happening. But I got to tell you, you know, again, the use cases around this are really, really sort of interesting. Well, and and what I did, and I'm not sure if you encouraged this, but just to sort of ease in, you know, you just sort of look on a personal day in the life. And let's just say I want to buy a Toyota Tacoma pickup truck. So you go into chat and you just type in, you know, help me buy a Toyota Tacoma and how to negotiate with the salesperson right. to get a great deal. Yep. It's unbelievable what it comes back with. And as far as I can tell, it's not monetizing on my search the way a traditional search engine yep. would, you know, throw up sponsors and search engine optimization. But, you know, I've seen financial advisors tell me that a client would tell them about something going on in their life that was not great. So they would want to write a a card and they'd be staring at this blank card, trying to get inspired to say something meaningful. Right. And they go to chat and 
and frame it around, okay, this is a lady from Wisconsin who is grieving. She loves to travel to Italy and she really likes pickleball. Can you give me something? And sure enough, yep. <clears throat> it provides just a frame and then the advisor can add in their own personal yeah. flair. Like there's very subtle, simple use cases, and then there's the more complex. So yeah. why don't you uh, yep. ease into the framework of the prompting, and then yeah. let's go from there. Yeah, the, and 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 what this ChatGPT and the other large language models do, it moves us from you know the Google search is about wanting to send us to advertising clicks. This is about trying to give us answers. And so there's this whole concept of prompting and you, you need to prompt the AI in a particular way. And I know you, you all have some prompting ideas for, for advisors on how to use that. But you know, what you just described there is how can I enhance my client one communication and connection, right? By prompting the AI to ask it a question, act like you're an expert in connecting with retail financial, my retail clients. Can you please craft me a thoughtful email I could send, you know, to my client around this particular topic? Uh, be specific and hear some of their characteristics and then just watch what happens. Again, all the use cases are around two things, increasing knowledge and trying to connect better with clients through communication. Let, let me give you a quick example. This just happened. Yeah. Um, a financial advisor, and, and again, I don't know if this happens with a lot of the advisors, but their client came to them with a real estate transaction they, they, that was given to them by somebody else. And the client said to the advisor, can you review this transaction and take a look at it and you know share with me what you, what you think? Now, as an advisor, you, you know you want to be responsive to your client for sure. But reviewing a thirty-page real estate deal, it takes time, and you know, are you, you're not really sure how to how to handle that. So let me give you just use case around using ChatGPT. You can take that twenty-five-page real estate transaction, throw it into ChatGPT, and say, "Please give me a summary of this investment." Give me five key investment takeaways. Give me three to five pros and cons around this investment. And that document can get reviewed in, in 25 seconds. Really thoughtful explanation. Then you can just prompt again and say, can you just give me an email that I could you know, send to my uh, client explaining how we've reviewed this and you know, here's some of the risks associated with it. So again, all of this takes you know, 30 seconds to do. So now we're, we're moving from what you maybe would take an hour. Imagine reading that document, trying to come up with it in, into minutes. And so you're increasing your knowledge in this way by just beginning to review this document and getting some information. And then you're increasing your client connection by responding back to them, you know, in a really thoughtful way. And again, there's, there's just endless use cases here about how to leverage this. So forget the... 25-page document. How about a 100-page prospectus? Again, I know, you know, in first with the first trust call we're doing on the 23rd, we're just going to go through some of these transactions. So anyway, that, that's just one case on, on reviewing a PDF. You can do YouTube clips and a whole bunch of stuff. So, so it's really interesting. Well, he really kickstarted us with the whole mindset of going into it. And uh, what I've learned is the Socratic principles that many issues are two or three questions deep. 
uh, and and once it gives you an output, you can go back to it and ask them to shape it with more emotion, some humor, yeah. uh, some empathy, whatever the case may be. And sure enough, it comes back a little bit differently. You know, it's funny on the on the theme of content consumption. Back in the nineties, I used to subscribe to executive summaries. Hmm. So once a month, they would send a summary of the four most popular business books um, at, at that time. Right. And it would give me a sense for the general theme and also inspire me where I got motivated to maybe actually go buy and read the entire book. But this is this is next level because your ability to sift through that, that sort of signal to noise ratio and get the really core signal you showed me a one-hour video summarized into five points, uh, and that took, what, 30 seconds to, yeah. to put that out? Yeah. So the idea of continuing education, professional development, uh, just on a content consumption level, that is profound. Yeah. So keep going. What yeah. are some of yeah, the Yeah, no, I, and I was going to say, you know, again, as I've said, as I've been gone down this rabbit hole of of AI, you know, I, I, I like to say that AI is a little like, you know, dealing with a teenager, right? Right. Trust, but verify. Right. So, so I think that's critical here. And again, that's to me where life experience and business judgment come, comes in, comes into play as you're, as you're using this. So the, you know, increasing knowledge, which hopefully can turn to wisdom for sure, reviewing an hour long podcast, condensing it, helping digest that digest that information. But then, you know, taking that and being able to communicate back to to clients. Again, we're going to be doing this on the, on this call to just talk about different use cases. You know, give me um 5 to 10 questions that I could, you know, to help me connect better with my clients, both on a personal and a professional level. Uh, I'll tell you uh, I'm going a personal story. So so I have my 91-year-old father, he lives on his own. And, you know, plays tennis and runs around. I was getting ready to go visit him. This is just two months ago. And so I, you know, I went into chat GPT and said, hey, I'd, can you give me some questions that I can ask my 91-year-old father to just connect better with him, right? And, you know, it gave me 15 questions. I probably could have come up with them. But but again, that, that you know, it came down, it was 15 seconds. The, the, the AI went out and read 20 articles on how to connect better with an elderly parent. And it came down to this. By the way, I, I sat down, I had one of, you know, I used 10 of them and we just had this, you know, amazing conversation. And, you know, tech is so impersonal, but, you know, I know you talk a lot about how can we use this to sort of connect more emotionally? Like, here's a way, I mean, again, real life use case. So, so there's just the prompting you use, the questions you ask can really, you know, help. So, what are the prompts one can use? How do we connect better with clients? How do we connect better with family members? All that, you know, is is really helpful. Well, and everybody's so busy. Um, the the idea of being able to put yourself in the red zone in any scenario instead of starting from scratch and then just have it draw out some creativity once you see those outputs. And again. The, the advisor-client interaction is about being interested, not interesting. So that mm -hmm. idea of asking for good questions to ask 
to 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 bring something out in somebody is part of that bedside manner. To position yourself as a subject matter expert while efficiently creating professional contrast in the eyes of your prospective clients, strategic partners, and ideal clients, deploy a podcasting initiative using the turnkey process developed by Proudmouth. Learn more at proudmouth.com. Do you aspire to consistently attract and keep great clients while driving the enterprise value of your business? Do you want to achieve professional contrast by supplementing your technical ability with a consistent client experience driven by best practices? The Blue Square Toolkit brings the proven Pareto Systems philosophy and process to life in a way that tethers your team so that you can competitor-proof your clients, gain their full empowerment, and attract quality referrals, all while restoring liberation and order in your life, and all in an intuitive, easy to use turnkey solution. Visit bluesquaretoolkit.com to get your 14 day free trial today. Craig, let's talk about content creation because. We're asking advisors to be thought leaders, to really amp up the reputational equity and develop IP as a knowledge for profit professional. I talked to an advisor a couple of days ago. He is about five years out from an exit. Mm -hmm. He's getting his continuity and succession plan in place. Uh, He's got some protégés. And he's really focusing on his legacy, especially as it relates to his clients and going up and down the family tree. And I suggested to him, I said, why don't you start creating some content that you can make available to your clients to give to their kids and to give to their grandkids around how to achieve financial independence on their own? And, you know, he that, that inspired him. And then I started telling him, about some of the AI opportunities yeah. where you can actually not just create the content, but actually create dynamic. There's one form of AI called Pictory, which will actually help you create presentations and you can steer it to the addressable yeah. audience to make it compelling to that group. So we've lit a fire under this advisor. He's so excited because he gets to show the high tech, he's embracing high tech, but also the high touch to address an unmet need. So could you elaborate on some of your uh, insights on creating content? Yeah. And again, I've, what's, well, the way I've had to change my thinking about this, because again, before AI, you didn't even know that you could pull this off, right? But as it relates to content, had an advisor who was trying to communicate with their client about just all the noise around the market and the direction of the 10-year treasury and where it was going, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, again, prompt you can prompt the AI to go read every article that's been written in 2023 on the direction of where the 10-year treasury is going from reputable sources. And you can have it give, give you a consensus view of what all those 
articles are saying. And then you can kind of create an email out to clients to say, hey, Alex, I've been monitoring this situation. So content creation around a particular topic, you know, in this case, how long would it take you to read 10 articles from the Wall Street Journal and so forth to get a consensus view on that? And it can kind of be summarized in that regard, and then go ahead and generate a consensus view. So that's an idea that going back out to going back out to um, to clients with this. And so as it relates to your particular client, just being able to create articles and content, you know, in a thoughtful way. And this is where the prompting becomes so critical. Uh, there's this new job now called prompt engineer that, mm-hmm. um, that if you can get the question right, uh, you know, you can just get a better answer at, out of the AI. And again, we've been talking about ChatGPT here a lot, but you know, you mentioned Google. There's really four and and uh, Anthropic, uh, which is Claude too. So there's a number of these AI models that are going to be available to advisors. The skill set around asking the questions and the prompts throughout well is all similar. So learning about how to prompt, how to ask the questions will be you know a key skill that you can do no matter which you know AI you end up you end up using. But but again, as creative as you can get with clients, I mean, I just helped an advisor's client's son uh, get help get them a job at a at a real estate company through the use of AI, and and that that's a whole nother story. But um, the content side of this, Duncan, you know, is really quite interesting. Your webinar that you're doing with Chris on January twenty third, yep. you're going to provide some sort of prompt cheat sheets and sure. some other resources that yeah. people can translate these ideas and results? Yes, for sure. Actually, and, you know, touche to first trust for sort of leading the charge, not on sort of the education part, but the the real use case, you know, part of this. Like, again, I'm so, I'm more interested in like, what what are the six things I can do this afternoon, right? What What are they? What And so this prompt sheet that they will have, I think what can just help you know, accelerate uh, that. And then, you know, some of the coaching that we do and the speaking nationally on this topic is just, I'm just here to sort of educate people on, you know, what I've learned in trying to just leverage this machine. That's it. So to to help make better decisions. And again, I'll say it again, like if you're someone who's figured out, you know, flip phones and, and computers and internet stuff, this, this may not seem like it, but this AI thing will, you know, you'll just be amazed how much easier it is to use. Yeah, well said. One point that you and I talked about, we created a tool called the 10 Revolutionary AI Tools for Your Business. Yep. And we put that out to our community. I'm mentioning this, and anybody can get this on LinkedIn or just contact us, but we put in a little caveat. It said, this article was written by the marketing team at Pareto, along with a little help from AI. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we did that in the spirit of transparency and stewardship, just being forthright, is um, that, you know, just to let everybody know, there is a solution, it's called GPT-0, that can reverse engineer to determine if specific content has been sourced through AI. Just like uh, there's technology to root out deep fakes and other aspects of plagiarism, of course, that's big in the university world, the journalism world. 
I don't know if you saw Sports Illustrated let somebody go because they wrote an article in Sports Illustrated that was all AI written and they didn't disclose that. So just be very transparent. If you're going to do research for the purposes of creating content, just simply tell them that part of your exercise and the research was to source some of the insights from AI. And I actually, I'm convinced it'll actually reflect well on you. Yeah. And let me add to that, Duncan, because this case, this topic just happened a month ago where same issue, but if you can prompt the AI to list the source, so now it's Time Magazine, it's Newsweek or whatever, as you're creating that article, you source Reuters, you source all of those individuals, and then you can add, you know, ChatGPT as well, because the sourcing is critical and you can train it to make sure you tell me, you know, where are you getting this information from? So again, as it relates to content, compliance, client communications, all of that is is, is really, you know, necessary as you're putting information out, you know, back to clients. Yeah, great point. I'm curious, this industry is notorious for being um, top-down, a late adopter. I think we were one of the last sectors in the marketplace to adopt email back in the day. And so I'm curious, one of the areas of pushback I get in talking to financial professionals is where does compliance stand on this? And I'm just wondering if you were to create content and actually, before you submit it to compliance, ask AI if this is compliant based on FINRA and SEC yeah. parameters. Any thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, sure. In fact, let me let me give my perspective on this. I think 2023 for all these AI, you know, was the it's just a period of testing, testing the models and so forth. I think 2024 is going to be a period of implementation in various businesses, both, you know, in the financial services area. There is a lot of effort, particularly broker-dealer firms, to uh, get up to speed on this. They realize that if they don't have it, they're going to be, you know, the people that do have it have a strategic advantage. They will wrap compliance absolutely, I think, into the answers of questions and so forth. So if you're an advisor today, you still, client communications, you know, need to be approved through compliance and so forth. So there'll still be that process. But this process will be accelerated because you can just train it. Like I need this disclosure on every email, run through the FINRA and SEC websites, look at their, you know, what I should be saying and come back with the right answer. All of that's coming. So 2023 was the year of sort of testing. 2024 is the year of implementation. And then 2025, you know, look out in terms of how this will, you know, get adopted. And the real questions are implementation. I mean, the implications, we don't have time today to talk about the healthcare alone, uh, what the impl- implications are going to be till the whole healthcare process are really just a really interesting TED talk on this the other day about reviewing retinal scans to identify liver disease, diabetes, kidney disease, all from a retinal scan, right? And so our doctor visits, you know, maybe you just go in and get a retinal scan here to get your... So so anyway, they're, they're the huge implications. And I think 2024 is the year where companies are going to look to implement, including financial services. From, I, I think... I think they see this uh, because, by the way, let's just say that if you're not using this, your clients might be. And um, so, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this again on this first trust call is what, what are what are some of those questions you should be ready for? So, <laughs> OK, so first of all, I want to acknowledge based on your timelines, which I that is very, very interesting. 
I think the takeaway there is it's still early. It's not too late to to self-study this and to absorb information in terms of especially specific context for a financial professional. So that's really great to know. It's interesting. I You shared with me a story about um, a health episode with your dad. Yeah. And you were able to sift out all kinds of noise and get to a very meaningful point. I, I'd like you to share that in a second. I yeah. will, when you were telling me that story originally, <clears throat> I was reminded of me having a somewhat challenging conversation with a doctor, a friend of mine. And he kind of mocked me a little bit. He said, did you did you do a search on WebMD to come up with that? Or <laughs> you know, we were going back and forth, chirping, and it was just a little antagonistic. But he said to me, he said, don't, don't mistake your Google search for my 15 years of education and, and experience in this field. And I thought to myself... That's a little arrogant. Yep. And uh, I'd love to, if you don't mind sharing yeah. your no, story let me, about your episode. Yeah, your I'll share my dad's story. Let me share you that 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 topic because uh, there was just, I think, one of the uh, head guys at, at OpenAI just did a TED Talk on this very topic. Think about your typical doctor visit, like you just had, for example, right? And, you know, it might take you a month or so to get the appointment. You get in there and maybe you see the doctor for 10 minutes and they're going to give you whatever information that they give you based on their knowledge, right? Imagine if you had a computer that was trained to be a medical doctor that had access to a billion hours of clinical information, right? Everything ever written and, and could, you know, that's not today, but imagine that's the case. And by the way, this could be available to you, you know, very cheaply at any time. We're going to, the, the, he, he used this example. We're going to look back on current uh, medical healthcare today as though we, you know, it's like 16th century dentistry, you know, in terms of, <laughs> you know, what's happening. I mean, they're finding proteins that have never existed before. And um, just very quickly with my father, again, I'm, I moved to Iowa here. He's in California. He was rushed to the hospital. They thought he had a, um, you know, a heart attack and they weren't sure. I have access to all his online records and he needed an MRI brain scan, and we couldn't get anybody in the hospital to talk to us. And so the brain scan came in, and did he have a stroke or not? I threw it into ChatGPT and asked some questions, and it came back. The first thing it said was, well, I hope your dad's okay, <laughs> which I thought, you know, as an AI machine, that's interesting. But I'm not a doctor, but we could be one of these four things, and, you know, this, this, and this. And again, it was a nine-page report. I couldn't read any of it. And, you know, I didn't know if it was right. And we had to wait, you know, four hours for the doctor to finally get back to him and say, hey, Mr. Patrick, you, you're okay. You didn't have a stroke. It was one of these things. And so, you know, the the, the TED talk that was done by uh, Eric Topol describes a very similar story of a six-year-old been to 17 doctors over three years, and no one knew what was happening with, with this kid. His mom took every symptom and threw it into chat and turned out he had acute spina bifida he had a tethered spinal cord. They did surgery and he was fine. Anyway, healthcare is going to be interesting. Again, you've got to be careful with going to chat and getting information. But it is, when we talk about this is going to change the way we live and work, 
on every level. And what's the implications to investments and to companies? You know, it's all quite interesting. And so, yeah, the advice is just get, you know, educated about this. I'm, a, you know, Brad Gerser from Altimeter Capital talks about this. I'm an American optimist. I think we are going to navigate all the challenges with this tech. And, you know, it has the opportunity to really make our lives better. And this can change our relationship with time, actually, you know, as we uh, look at it. So, okay, I love that. And um, that mom got to go back from a position of strength with 17, yep. 17 doctors and, and get specific information. And before that, it was just a blur. The one thing I, and I'm curious about your thought on this, <clears throat> I see this decentralizing knowledge and wisdom in, in many ways, creating some liberation uh, for us. And by the way, I'm incredibly optimistic for the future as well. To the best of your knowledge, Craig, uh, I'm hoping that AI is not um, monetized or weaponized or slanted an agenda driven is it is it pretty pure to the best of your knowledge yeah you know i'm going to leave that one for you know smarter people than me around that topic let me mention one last thing on the doctor side too i know we're maybe getting out of time um the doctor your doctor who was will and again i've talked to a few doctors about this using ai they're going to be freed up from a bunch of paperwork to be better connected to clients so if the doctor because human judgment will be necessary so once they embrace it i think you know we'll get better healthcare, and we still need our doctors what does this ai think going to do you know i don't you know duncan i don't know i just watched oppenheimer i don't know if you've seen the movie oppenheimer oh, yeah. the other day okay yeah. so there's a part in the movie where this danish physicist says to oppenheimer like you know he just 1945 built the atomic bomb and he says to him, this is not a new weapon. It's a new world, right? And I was just thinking about, you know, the atomic bomb, right? Like really people were very nervous about the implications to society and so forth. And so on the tech side with AI, like it's not new tech, you know, it's a new world, I think. So I, I think we'll figure this out. And, um, you know, I just think it's a really interesting time. We're just leveraging tech here is what's happening. There will be human displacement with with jobs and so forth that we'll have to figure out but you know so i you know anyway i i just think that we we will figure this out mm -hmm. hopefully in a way that's you know good good for good for society again right. my focus has been i'm going to let other people deal with that like but what can i do today to you know help me save time and connect better with my dad like that's that's where my focus has been well do i remember correctly uh when you went back with with your research to the doctor, they actually agreed with what you came yes. back with? Yeah, 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 they did. Yeah. You see, that's that's spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've talked a lot about um, read AI as a bolt-on to Zoom. I've talked to a financial advisor who is starting to narrow cast and become a specialist for business owners in the construction space. And AI is helping him create messaging to speak to them in a way that resonates and, and starts to help draw out unmet needs and, and alignment. I think there is just tremendous opportunity. So to recap, uh, Craig and Chris will be doing a webinar on behalf of First Trust on January 23rd. 
what is the name of that webinar, Craig? AI use cases to help uh, an advisor, you know, save time and connect better with clients. Yeah, yeah I be- perfect. believe that's that's the name. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be incredibly popular. Kevin Bishop and I, Kevin's another legend in the space. He and I are d- building out these five modules, and these are not developed in a simulator. These are from interacting with financial professionals and authorities like you, Craig, on the themes of content consumption, content creation, client acquisition best practices, client experience elevation, and also branding identity and messaging uh, using AI. And we'll be very mindful of compliance uh, as we shape all that out. But yeah, it's it's fun to be early and it's interesting. And uh, as long as the clay is soft and you're just open yeah. and you can just in- interpret it and, and sift out the functionality that will serve you, uh, I think there's a tremendous opportunity to amplify fee worthiness to competitor-proof relationships and and to create that professional contrast. So, really looking forward to your webinar. Any closing comments? You'd yeah, like to share? you know, you know, I'll just say, you know, I come bearing good news because you know, if I can figure some of this stuff out, I, I know, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the room for sure, but I will match my curiosity against uh, most people, and I I do think being able to use this to adopt and using these prompts is going to be really helpful. So uh, I. I yeah, pr- pretty hopeful. Okay, terrific. So, Craig, based on your uh, experience in terms of studying and also helping advisors deploy AI within their business, you have developed a three-hour consulting deliverable to help somebody get their heads around this and to also to put it to work. Do you mind just sharing some detail yeah. on that? Yeah, sure. At a, at a high level, it's first just sort of education about what AI is showing these use cases how how do you use how do you review a pdf in 25 seconds and get a good answer how do you go write some content uh, and then can we help teach the staff in any form or fashion on how to adopt this uh, as well and so it's all surrounded around education and implementation of these you know use cases in your practice well you and i spent an hour together so one hour not three and you shot my curiosity yep. uh, and motivation through the roof in one hour. And now, you know, I'm it's unstoppable. I'm just going to keep going down this path. So I can only assume that that is a great use of time. So make sure you look for Craig on LinkedIn. Your website is act3. Act-3.com. A-C-T-T-H-R-E-E.com. Yep. Okay, so somebody can get to know you better there and decide if they'd like to reach out. All right, so I look forward to seeing you uh, shortly on your webinar. And uh, I'm sure we're going to pick this back up and and go another level uh, sometime in the new year. Okay, so thank you. Thank you for listening to Always On with Duncan McPherson, where our objective is to enable professionals to always be working on their business and on themselves. Want to learn more about Duncan and his team? Visit ParetoSystems.com. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Pareto Systems. 
the content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast is powered by Proudmouth, the influence accelerators. If you're like me and want to spend more time educating people and less time selling, Proudmouth helps turn Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities. They will help amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans. Visit Proudmouth.com to learn more.